How do you make business problems disappear? Wrap them in bacon. For business owners, marketing execs, and anyone trying to grow your business, pump your profits, and make more while doing less, welcome to Bacon Wrapped Business with Brad Costanzo. Sizzling hot business advice guaranteed to make you fat. Profits? Every week our chefs will serve you proven recipes for ramping up your revenue. Now here's your host, Brad Costanzo. And welcome back to Bacon Wrapped Business. I'm Brad, the host, although I'm not sure if you're expecting somebody else. I mean, my name is on the show. So um, I want to welcome any brand new listeners to the show who stumbled across the title of this podcast. Maybe they're fans uh, and friends of the guest and they're like, okay, I see bacon and I see business in the title of the show and I have no idea what that's about, but you've piqued my curiosity. Well, I am Brad Costanzo. I am a uh, entrepreneur. I'm a marketing consultant. I have my own businesses and e-commerce and uh, coaching that I run. And this is my platform to pull people onto my show and pick their brains about really interesting topics, things that I can personally use in my business, things that I'm just intellectually curious about, or when I have you know clients with problems. I love reaching out to experts, getting them on the phone and uh, chatting with them just about uh, you know, what they did to grow in business and whether it's start their business or scale it or sometimes even exit it. Uh, we cover lots of topics on the show. So if you haven't been listening to this in a while, click the subscribe button or go over to baconwrapbusiness.com, jump on the newsletter so that you don't miss any of these. Uh, my goal for you is to walk away after listening to this episode and each episode thinking, crap, I just stole from Brad. I should have paid money for that because I'm going to use some of the stuff that he talked about. Uh, and today's going to be no different. I have brought on Corey Gregory. And if you have been in the uh, fitness space, especially for guys, uh, you may have heard of Corey. He is the co-founder of uh, Sports Nutrition Powerhouse, Muscle Farm. Um, he is a dietary and nutrition industry leader and a top expert in tra- weight and training, fitness training, and you know, just getting in much better health. And as a way to save for college, Corey actually worked as an underground coal miner. So if you think you've got a bad job, <laughs> I have a feeling that uh, you can hear him laughing in the background. Uh, he, he knows. Uh, he did that until he opened a gym when he was 20 years old. And then he quickly earned a reputation as an industry expert in personal training and nutrition. He's generated an enormous social following and he's doing some amazing things helping people get in shape. And I invited him on the show today because uh, I wanted to explore this a little bit more and see what um, he's done that maybe he can share with us uh, for growing our businesses and uh, getting into the right mindset. Corey, welcome to Bacon Wrap Business. Brad, thanks. Thanks for having me on, man. I'm ready to add some value to your listeners today. So what's going on? I love it. So tell me a little bit about like, I love, I'm always fascinated by this, especially people who've built uh, strong personal brands. Mm -hmm. And uh, it sounds like you started like when you were in your, uh, your twenties, you, or at the age of 20, you opened a gym. I mean, I I remember when I was doing it at 20 and it definitely, (laughs) I may have been going to the gym in between classes, but uh, dude, tell me about that. Well, let me tell you what, a g- so the gym term is relative or, uh, you know, to everybody, it's a little different. So my gym at that point was literally like a thousand square feet. Um, what happened was I had, uh, went to a one year 
exercise specialist degree at the local community college. I, I really wasn't cut out for a four-year program, nor did I want to spend the money on it, to be quite honest. I really wanted to learn the trade of personal training. I started interning with a guy that got a little bit too busy and I got a little bit of runoff of his clients. And at that time, I already had a pretty sick setup. I was paying like two, 250 a month, like a barbershop and I could train as many clients as I wanted. So I was like kind of already running my own business, like right out the gate, but I wasn't paying for the electric and blah, blah, blah. Right. So the company that I was working with in the tennis and fitness club, they came to me and tried to like hardball me and say, we're going to take 30% of your money starting next month, blah, blah, blah. And over about a year's time, I had worked up to about 15 clients. And honestly, I didn't even think about it twice. As soon as they told me that, I thought, there's no way I'm going to roll over. I don't care. They thought I would because I was only 20. I'm going to scrounge together some money and I'm going to go open my own joint. And what that looked like was literally a small storefront that was totally beat to hell that I tried to really polish up. People were giving me equipment for five grand. I started the dream, man, at 20 years old. I was, I, awesome. I remember I was painting the walls in July. I turned 21 that September. So on my 21st birthday, I mean, I remember like, oh, I got to get up and train like 15 clients the next day. Like I was running my gym. <laughs> I had a different experience on my 21st birthday. Yeah. <laughs> well, I still got hammered too. Oh, but. <laughs> man. Yeah, well, the the beauty was, of a 21-year-old liver. Yeah, but I got put <laughs> bounces I, back. I, I always tell people it was my goal but I got pushed into it and I almost like, cause of my own sheer, like, like basically I was like F off, man, you're not taking my money. Like I'd rather pay it to a lease than pay it to them. And, and that's really what it came down to. And dude, I was barely scripting by, but I, I grew it from that point on. And that's what started what has been a crazy 17 or 18 year journey as a full-time fitness, like entrepreneur, basically. That's awesome. So take me through kind of a fast forward version. The next Several years. I mean, how did you move from, um, you know, small gym owner mm -hmm. and whatnot into, uh, you know, covers of magazines and sure you know, a big name? Like, how did you start to build your personal brand and tribe and business in, uh, in this so industry? A couple of things I did, I think, well was similar to a lot of guys that now are teaching. Like, I did a decade of just building a business, like literally 10 years of personal training. 15 hours a day, having multiple trainers work for me. As it got bigger, I opened different locations, bigger locations, multiple locations, um, and just built a reputation as a knowledgeable programmer, trainer. And not only did I do that, I think, okay, but I always had a date on the calendar for myself personally. And I still do. I've done this for a really long time. I literally go from photo shoot to powerlifting meet to bodybuilding show to, to whatever it is. And, and I always have something I'm training for and I've done it honestly since then. And it's done nothing but pay. And it's like, you're creating content along the way, right? I didn't yeah. realize I was creating content, but I was creating my narrative. I was creating uh, articles I could write for bodybuilding.com or whatever I was doing at the time. And so I literally just started being known as the guy like, man, he's competing in powerlifting, he's competing in bodybuilding. Then eventually like, I, this is one thing that was kind of cool for me. I was in my little gym and I was like, how can I hang up my name in every gym in the city so it would create business for me and be allowed to? Mm. And so I created a drug-free bodybuilding organization that had two shows a year and I hosted it. So I was able to hang the flyer up, not for my personal training business, but with my name on it, with an organization I created just out of thin air and hosted events twice a year. The whole city started to then know 
now I wasn't like taking over the biggest show, but I was just making noise. I love that. That right there helped me. Cause I really thought like, how do I make my little brand wider without being in world gym and golds and, but how can I get my stuff up there and they'll let it happen. And honestly, that was one of the smartest things I did on accident, but it, it worked, it worked really well. So to re, wait, to really quickly recap that. So you created a competition, was it? Yeah. I created a bodybuilding event. Right. To, yeah. I created, and, like, and what did so that really involve? I mean, that, like, you had to find <laughs> well, an event, find a place well, to do it, right? Yeah. That's what's funny is, is like people are like, who'd you have to ask to create your own bodybuilding organization? I'm like, well, I looked up Ohio Natural Bodybuilding Federation and got the LLC called a high school and said, I want to rent the space and just created it. <laughs> it, it was I like it. literally, I mean, it, it was in, you know, I had like 40 people show, 50 people show the organization actually still around and they have like 80 and 90 people a show now. Like it's been around for well over a decade, 12 years. It's crazy. And so, it, but it was, that's how it started out. And what happened was I started to be known for my diets, the way I use supplementation. Cause I was always drug free and that's what got me into like, man, this guy named Bill Phillips who wrote Body for Life. Oh yeah, just, I remember Bill. Yeah. So I know Bill, he was just a monster in the industry. I wanted to be like Bill. Yeah. So I thought the natural progression is how do I get in the supplements? Yep. Yep. And then when did you, when did you start the supplement business? So, um, I, I met my partner whose name is also Brad in like 2000. He must be cool. Yeah. Sometimes he is. <laughs> Another story. Uh, in 2006, I met Brad and he was uh, part owner of another company at the time they were sponsoring me. Um, he, uh, was done with that. And then we reconnected in 2008. He sent me the first version of our pre-workout, which sold millions and millions of bottles of, um, while I was at muscle farm and I had the doctors and a lot of the fitness side of stuff. He had the manufacturing side and, and do we kind of mesh worlds in like April of 2008. And I think. We had our first product for sale September of 2008. So I was about, I was right around 30 years old, I believe, when we started it. Nice. Um, and it, it went I from- I remember I was a customer. Yeah. I mean, I it, it. a lot of people were. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, about, let's put it this way, about a half a billion dollars of product was sold in seven years. Seriously? Yeah. That we made, did, uh, I think amazing. at the height, it was 180 million um, or something like that. I, I really don't pay attention to it much anymore because I'm kind of on some new things, but right. it did really good. Um, I'm still a shareholder. I still own some stock in the company. Um, and I, I'm just waiting for when they sell it. Let me so ask I'm you, saying. let me ask you this just about operationally on a, mm-hmm. a big supplement business like that. Sure. What's the hardest part or what's the most challenging aspect of a, of a, um, high volume supplement like that? I mean, is it cash flow management? Is it, oh, yeah. uh, you know, maintaining a good profit margin? I mean, is it mm-hmm. supply chain management? What, what would you say were some of the biggest challenges you had to, Oh yeah, that's so easy. And it's all those things, Brad. And I really believe, well, we were really good at a couple things and I'll tell you, and then we were really bad at some other stuff. And I don't mind saying that because it's the truth. I mean, we were, you know, I was a personal trainer previous to starting a business that exploded. Brad played in the NFL. Like we, we weren't like seasoned, like supply chain management guys. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like it just is what it is. I'm really good at customer interaction, content creation, um, and just like getting people engaged and getting results. And I understand how to use the application of the product. Brad was really good at branding, had some great marketing stuff where we were, I believe weak at was that. So we were growing so fast, Brad. I mean, I can tell you a story that I walked into a bank 
with a million dollars in sales and $700,000 in purchase orders and couldn't get a line of credit in 2009. A million dollars in sales and 700,000 in purchase orders? In purchase orders and couldn't get a line of credit. Wow. Because after that, like housing shit happened. Oh yeah, that was like the worst time, right? Worst time, dude. So I literally had a business that was running so fast uh, that it was, it was, it was very hard to scale. Now we found ways to do it with raising capital, with having manufacturers front product. We did, cause you have, you have to find a solution. That's what a lot of people don't understand. Like, how did you get through that? Dude, people are buying it when I didn't even have it. You find a way to figure it out. I mean, that's right. just, that's the good problem to have, right? But it can kill you just as much as sitting on product. So I will tell you, I think if we had an OG, supply chain guy from yep. from day one and probably a really good investor that just got it. I think um it probably could have done even better. But look, man, I learned a lot. It was a great run and it and I was and what you said coming back to personal brand, I had really good advice from the guy who started tap out. And I've I've said yep. it on multiple podcasts. But Danny told me at a UFC event one time right after he sold his business, which was tap out and did really well, he goes, I'm so ingrained in the brand that they need they need to pay me to be around. Mm -hmm. He's like, and so I kind of took that advice and literally that was early to like, I don't know, I guess like early 2009, I went home and signed up for Twitter that night. And oh, I was in, and I was personal in, brand, right? To get that. Well, at that time I was muscle farm Prez because I was the president of muscle farm. Now I switched over to Corey G fitness, but everything that we did, I was involved in because I was the face of the company. I created all the content. I created the social media plan. I created the customer service plan. Like I, I took care of the customer. And so I was always out front of the thing. So I was able to build. So I always think this is kind of funny. I used to tell people all the time, man, I'm, I feel like I know so much and I can deliver it, but no one knew about me because I didn't really have a platform. Like I always felt like I had all this great information, but in little east side of Columbus, like nobody was really seeing it. Right. So once I had the platform, I really believe I was just ready for it. And I kind of created that platform alongside as the brand built, uh, was Smart. built. And it, and it, it worked to my favor as I, as I left and did my own thing. I still have my personal brand, which people have a loyalty towards me. There's no doubt. Cause I, everybody that tweets me, I tweet them back. Everybody that messages me, I message them back. I don't have people do it for me. Like I do it. Yeah. All these days, that's so much more important to actually keep oh. that, um, that personalized touch. And it, the fact that we can do that and it's funny. So many entrepreneurs I know that they just want to automate that. They don't want to talk to anybody. They just want to set it and forget it. They don't realize that it's more important than ever Listen, to talk to your people. It's all about creating a personal impact. Like I've ran into people, no lie, Brad. They'll say, Hey, what's up, Corey? They'll see me in the airport. Like, yo, yo what's up? Man, you tweeted me back five years ago and answered my question. I've bought your creatine ever since. Yeah, uh, it makes a huge difference. It took me two seconds to do that, Brad. And I did that. I would answer, 100 like i answered 150 snaps before we got on here i do the same thing on snapchat at corgi fitness same thing you ask me a fitness question i hit you right back personal video like i know the value in developing others and i always tell people when i quit chasing money and started developing others everything i ever wanted came true that's beautiful so let's talk a little bit more about that about developing mm -hmm. others and that's one of the things that i'm doing in my business as well is really starting to reach out do more recruiting more developing just internally but also you know with customers etc but tell sure. me let's just explore that topic a little bit more yeah i think that um i get up every day and i have i have a mission statement i talk about all the time our purpose my driving purpose is to impact others with what i do 
and to change generations of Gregory's, which is my family. Cause yeah. I'm the first generation like business owner that's, you know, popped a little bit. Right. So sure. like I want it to be now passed down and, and taught, you know, culturally in my household, how, how things are done and financial IQ and about business and about social media. And I mean, my kid's 11, he's already got like 5,000 people on this musically thing. Like we, this is what we do, man. So it's like the new culture of we show up, we do these, we do this stuff. And I think that as I'm creating this content and doing these things, people are really grabbing a hold of it. And I just realized if I spend most of my day giving it, it just, it just comes back, man. But I love it because I see so many people like I lost 20 pounds. I'm you, I'm starting my own gym. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. Like it, it's, it's addictive, man. And, and I got onto this a long time ago and I just, I don't know that I'll ever change it. I mean, it just works so well and it's just fun. That's beautiful. And you you have a book coming out uh, about the entrepreneur versus the entrepreneur. Yeah. So we've got an audio book. So I've got, I got one book I released earlier in the year was really just like, I call it like OG. It was literally a softback. I self, self-released. It's called the mindset manual. It's really about success principles that I, I've learned over years and personal stories that I have attached with them, how I utilize them. And, and it did really well. So you can check out the mindset manual. The newest book coming out is called entrepreneur versus entrepreneur. And that'll drop on iTunes probably in the next uh, couple weeks. And really what it is, is it's a, it's a crash course through, do you want this life? It's cool on Instagram when a guy's got a Ferrari and, you know, either he's acting like he's, he's really a entrepreneur or an entrepreneur or not. Like you see all these things. And the way we kind of explain this book is a brutal crash course in the truth of, you know, do you have the entrepreneurial skill set or where can you find maybe there's a weakness in it that you should like, you know, brush up on if you're going to, you're going to try to do this life. And we, I really explain like some of the hardships I went through. Like I just talked about walking into the bank with a million dollars already in sales and 700,000 in purchase owners and then telling like five banks telling me you're too high risk. And I'm like, and I'm like ready to flip out going, why are you here then? What, right? who, what, who are you giving the money to? But what do you do? Just quit? I mean, yeah. you know what I'm saying? I Brad? do. So it's, yeah. So, so that's what the book's about. That exact type of stuff, you know, multiple chapters of things of that nature to really say like, is this what you want for yourself? Because honestly, I've had family members that weren't cut out for it and they lost everything. You know, I've told people several it's times. It's not for everybody. No, it's not. And I said, you, do you want easy money? And they're like, yeah. I, I said this at a speech not too long ago. <laughs> is that, I think this may have been how I started the speech. I was like, who wants to make some easy money? And I was brought in to speak about you know entrepreneurialism and sure. everybody raised their hand. I go, keep your day job, <laughs> you know, or yeah. get a job because it's the easiest money you'll ever make. You've got benefits. You get to clock out at five. You get your weekends to yourself. That to me is easy money. Entrepreneurs yeah. are the only ones who will work. They say that, 80 hours a week so they don't have to work 40. Yeah. Right. Dude, I'm telling you, that's what it is though, because I think, and I always classify myself as kind of like a brat at this point. Like I want to do what I want to do when I want to do it. I've earned that right over all these years, just like you have. And it's like, I don't care if I got to put in extra time to make that happen because it's worth it to me. And my job is not work. I, dude, when I was 17, I made a goal that I want to lift weights and get paid. Like, I don't, I didn't know what that meant, mm-hmm. but dude, when I get up today, I still just want to lift weights and get paid. Yeah. Well, it looks it, like it you've engineered the ability yeah, to do that. Yeah. So it means it's meant something different at all different facets of my career. And I'm one of the guys that's been on about every side of this thing. I mean, dude, I just signed a head to toe deal with Reebok as one of their master trainers and athletes. Really? That's amazing. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's unbelievable. Dude, I'm, I'm going to be 38 this year. I just got a shoe deal. Like, I mean, it's so because- So you got a shoe like named after you? I, I will. Work? I'm going to have a squat. Well, I, I get all the clothes and all that stuff now, but I'm going to have my own squat shoe. Yeah. No way. That's awesome. I yeah. So that. I've been like working. such a cool, that's just one of those cool things like you, like a bucket list thing. Like a lot of people, they don't ever get to achieve something like that. I love Ooh, that. It's, it's unbelievable. Like I talked, surreal. I talked to Reebok when I talked to him, I said, you know, remember when the D Brown pumps came out, the Omni Leets, like the ones yeah. he dunk show. So I remember like there was a kid in my neighborhood. I lived in a trailer growing up. There was a kid in my neighborhood, uh, like a couple miles away that had a really nice place. And it's kind of like when I was young, I'm like, man, when I grew up, like I'm going to be balling like this, you know, he had a pool and the whole yeah. night, whatever. So I remember he was a lot bigger than me. So like two years after he had already grown out of those shoes, I bought him at a yard sale. Like my mom couldn't afford that stuff, man. She, she lived on like $12,000 a year. And so like when I was, they sent me a pair of those. I signed my deal in those. Like to me, it meant something completely different. Like, I couldn't even afford to buy these. Like my family could no way afford to buy these. I had to buy them at a yard sale. They are paying me to wear them now. And I didn't play college sports. I'm not a world record holder. Yeah. I'm not the leanest or most big or ripped guy. I don't know. I did. I, I saw some pictures of you. I kinda, mean, you kind of look I'm like legit. you are. I'm legit. <laughs> yeah, kind of look like you are. But Stand you, next I'm to le- me. I'm legit. But like I always tell like when I speak at colleges, I'm like, there's probably 10 guys in this room that look just as good as me. I mean, there is yeah. a lot of times. And so it's one of those things like I just am a grinder, bro, for a really long time. And I have some outlandish goals. Like I wanted my, I, it's not out yet. I'm not done with it. But I want, even if I get 10 pairs, I want my own fucking squat shoe. Like Reebok saw the value in me after I left the Muscle Farm. They saw the kind of uh, influence I have on a really interesting demo, which is hard to talk to, which is like 18 to 25, even up to 35 now. Primarily man. Um, you know, and so, yeah, it's, it's cool, man. So there's a lot of like unique things. I mean, dude, when I, like I talk about developing people, like, you know, we, we had to deal with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Like I worked alongside Arnold Schwarzenegger, multiple interviews, that had to multiple, be dude, I went, listen, I went to Arnold's office and went through every take of pumping iron that exists. I'm one of the handful of people on the planet that saw every outtake, every behind the scenes. Like I saw uh-huh. every from those guys who shot it, everything, and then used what I wanted and put it together and ran it by Arnold for marketing stuff for body. Like, dude, I did some stuff that there's no way I could have even dreamed was possible. Like go to Arnold's house for Christmas parties and, you know, walk by to get a drink past James Cameron, like dude, stuff that just blows your mind. And I'm like, wow, how did this happen? I know how it happened, man. Like I'm I'm relentless mother ever. Like, (laughs) Who really wants to lift weights and get paid? <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. It shows you the power of the, you know, the vision. Were there any, were there any big lessons that, that you learned from Arnold or any oh. huge takeaways from that? Cause I mean, talk about a guy who's so multi-talented from business to mindset to everything else. Such a monster, man. I, I just did a, um, a blog post on, on my website, uh, three things that Arnold taught me. Oh, um, cool. For my so see, I didn't read that, but I just I knew there had to be something. Oh yeah, there's well, I actually just started on my Encore G Fitness for my members. Yeah, three three times I've met so many cool people in the last X amount of years and learned from so many people. I'm going to bring up the article while we're talking. Yeah, and I've been doing three times a week. I've been dropping articles like three tips on this, three things I learned from this guy, three things because I've just had a lot of experience. Um, to this point. And so I think like they're short, quick hitter articles, but people get a lot from them because like, it's like 
I mean, out of all the times I spent with the guy, like these are the three things I picked. Now I could probably do three of these on Arnold, but here's what it is. Um, first was definitely no question. Think big. Like yeah. Arnold said, said to me one time, like when he became governor of, um, California, they, everybody told him he had to do something else first. Like, I don't know if it was mayor or senator or whatever it was. And he was like, no, I'm just going to be governor. Like, <laughs> like that's just the way I do things. Like he told me when he came over here, like, Everybody in the magazine world, in the bodybuilding world, wanted him to be here. But none of the guys did because they knew he was going to beat them all. Like, he came here, he couldn't speak the English, couldn't speak English. And the guys he trained with probably didn't even like him at first. Like, he just didn't care because he wanted to dominate so well. It didn't even, like, he's such a boss, bro. When I hung out with him, you think you think big. And then you leave messing with Arnold. And then you're like, what am I doing with myself? Like, he said, Corey, I want to make the Arnold Classic. The most, the most like, you know, what do you say? Successful fitness event on the planet, which he did. That's in Columbus, Ohio, actually. Yeah. He goes, as soon as that happened, I want one on every continent. Now he has one in Spain, China. Like he literally has one on every continent. Like it's, it's so think big's one of them is you never think big enough. Like Arnold just crushed everything. Like, you know, one of the other thing is they told him when he became an actor that his, we all know his one-liners, right, with his accent. Well, they they ter- told him his accent was not going to help him. He made what everybody else thought a we- was a weakness into a strength. Yeah. That's what the stuff that Arnold does. Um, Deliver on the fly. That's okay. that's a, every true entrepreneur has to do that. But Arnold, like, so we, we did a deal with him. We had a supplement line for a while. And he called on a Tuesday. Now, we had been working on the line together for a while. And we we're working on when we want to launch it. He calls us on Tuesday and says, I want to launch it on Friday. Now, mind you, yeah, mind you, we had a lot of stuff done in, like, we thought we were going to launch it like a month later. Yeah. He called on Tuesday and says, I want it at Muscle Beach on Friday. I want a lot of people there. I want it to be really cool. I want to make sure that this is going on and that's going on. I'll see you on Friday. And that's it. (laughs) So what did that that mean that you guys had to do? Mike dropped it on us. Well, we had this big bus thing we had to wrap with Arnold on the side of it that we had to rush. We had to get all these permits at Muscle Beach. Like there's all these, because the rec owns it, like the city owns it. You can't just walk up there and have an event. You know what I mean? Like, so we had to do like all this paperwork, fly all these people out. We pulled it off and it was super gangster, dude. Like Muscle Beach, Arnold Schwarzenegger, like for the life, it was unbelievable. But he would test you on things like that a lot just to see if you would pee down your leg. And then more and more you deliver, the more respect he would give you. Um, and number three, I was at his um, at his party one time. He did, um, so I used to go there like twice a year. One of them was this um, poker thing we did. And Tim Ferriss was there actually. And so I'd never met Tim before. I walk up, I explain, I say, hey Tim, I'm Corey. You know, I'm one of the guys that started Muscle Farm. He goes, yeah, I know you. You're the dude that squats all the time. We run some in the same circles, Barbell Shrugged and AJ and all these guys. So yeah. he knows the training stuff. And so, um, this is a quick story. Then I'll tell you the last thing about the, dis- uh, the last point is cool. the like cool the thing. The thing was the person who gets last in the poker tournament wins like a $5,000 watch. And I know that because I was there last year. Okay. So Tim must have heard word of that too. Wait, the person he- who gets last wins last wins a $5,000 watch Damn. out of it. Like Don Cheadle's there and Joe Maginanello and all these celebrities are like maybe 50 people playing poker. The winner gets a $150,000 watch, right? So. I suck at poker. Annie Duke sits down right beside me. Now, Annie Duke's won the World Series of Poker, I believe. She's mm-hmm. the woman on ESPN who crushes everybody. 
So my goal is to make her so mad she takes all my chips on the first hand. Right? <laughs> so you can just watch. <laughs> so I can win the watch because I'm not going to win anything else. You're like, yeah, screw it. I may as well get the watch. So I act like I'm, I know enough just to get myself in trouble. I don't, I don't really gamble. Yeah. So it's, you know, it's a donation thing. We've already, I mean, I'm not getting the money back. So anyway, so I'm, I'm putting in chips and I'm raising her and I'm, and she's like, I'm seeing her. She's thinking, is this dude just a nut job or does he know what he's doing? She can't tell. Right. Cause I'm trying to really play it. So I get her no lie to go all in on the first hand of the night, Brad. Whoa. So two things are going to happen. I'm either going to epically beat any Duke. Who yeah. I have no business beating. Right. Or I'm going to lose and I'm going to $5,000 watch. I can't lose, bro. That's awesome. So I lose. I tell her, thank you. They announce me as the the first loser. So I know what I'm getting. I'm going to tag Hoyer. I'm pumped. <laughs> Dude, 30 seconds later, guess who had the same strategy? Uh, Tim. No way. So Tim, I beat him to it. By 30 seconds. <laughs> so he comes over to me. He's like, dude. He's like, I was like, yeah, Tim. I was like, um... You know, it was really cool meeting you. I was like, but probably when I write my next book, my first chapter is going to be how I beat Tim Ferriss. <laughs> this same strategy and he just laughed, you know, and whatever. So my whole goal was lose, win the watch and hang out with Arnold because Arnold doesn't play poker. He's smoking cigars in his cabana by his pool. Right. So I walk back here and I'm like getting a scotch. I'm smoking a cigar. I'm living it up. And Arnold always, this is one thing I loved about Arnold. He always asked me what my training was first because that was important. Then we talked business second. Yeah. Because I was always going goal to goal. He's like, so uh, what are you getting ready for? I'm like, yeah, I got a photo shoot for this magazine and I, I've been squatting. I'm going to do this meet, blah, blah, blah. And I'm drinking a scotch and I'm puffing this cigar. And he looks at me and he goes, it's good to have a little dysfunction with all the discipline, Corey. <laughs> I love it. And I said, I agree. Like, because he's a, he's a cigar smoker. He's been smoking cigars his whole life. He doesn't, I don't know that he drinks. I don't know if I've ever seen him drink before, but I think he just was meaning like, dude, you need to relax sometimes. And so he could tell I was really enjoying myself. One, because I just game Tim Ferriss, bro. I'm not right. going like, yeah, to that felt right? kind of cool. That felt extremely cool. And two, uh, you know, Arnold's giving me love and we're, we're chatting it up. And so I would think like those are the three things that I, that I wrote in my article. Think big, l- deliver on the fly and have just a little dysfunction, which is basically have something that, you know, I try to have a few beers every Saturday, just something that just kind of kicks you back a little bit with your family, with your friends. And I think it's important in the whole balance of this crazy life we live. So uh, I love that. I love that story, man. That's, that's so <laughs> right? awesome. I couldn't even make that shit up if I tried, bro. I know. That's no. great. So wait, did, what did second to last place person get? Nothing? Really? Yeah, so, yeah, so nothing. literally they just had, okay, the biggest loser. And then, certain, and then like certain the top people realized, okay, lose yeah. quick. We'll go home with. <laughs> That's great. It's so, um, it's so good that Tim was the next guy out, though. That made it just the best, right? Yeah. So okay. So you set yourself up with something thinking big. You got mm-hmm. a lot going on. You, um, you know, from Corey G Fitness and training people and giving them the virtual coaching and the uh, all of the like wealth of resources you give people. What's mm-hmm. your big What's your big goal now? Like, what is you, what are you training for? So what I'm training for, I actually just redefine my goals, which is on my blog, CoreyGFitness.com. See, I keep myself accountable to my members too. Yeah, that's that's the other thing. What I, what I love about it is that like I write my stuff up there. This is the stuff I used to write, write in my notebook. I write up there for my members to see so they can, you know, keep me accountable just the same. And so kind of my newest things that um, I'm training for is I'll be 38 this year, which I mentioned. 
I really, and this isn't going to happen right now, but I'm starting to prepare for it. I want to make the CrossFit games as a master at 40. Now okay. I would be 40 and a half when I would qualify. So it wouldn't be till 2019, but I'm literally starting to program mini workouts. Cause I'm a bodybuilder powerlifter guy. I'm not, I don't have like a big Olympic lifting background. I don't have a big cardio background. I'm good at diet. I'm good at those things, but I'm starting to like program a little bit each day just to work on some of their intricacies. Um, from a standpoint of a, a goals, I have a photo shoot at Muscle Beach on September 15th for a magazine cover. Um, I want to, I want to squat 600 pounds at 181. My best to date is 540. Oh, man. So. I- yeah, in an actual contest in deadlift 600 pounds. And I just missed a 600 pound deadlift at my last meet. So those are kind of like my things in the gym I'm working on right now. From a business standpoint, I outline goals too. I wanted to author another book, which, which I just did. It'll be out in a couple of weeks. Um, I have, I have a podcast with John Fosco, who's my business partner in the media company that I own. And it's called Business and Biceps. And we're trying to get up to 10,000 listeners an episode where, you know, I think we'll probably hit close to 3,000 this week, which is cool. Um, and then I've got a new, a new supplement brand I'm launching, uh, coming up in about four to five weeks. And, um, with activate media, we do probably some stuff similar to you do, Brad. Like we do, um, consulting, um, social media, digital stuff, like for big and small companies. And so seven figures under sales in the first 12 months is wow. any was, uh, particular types of companies. Yeah. So I can't, like, I have one monster blue chip company that I'm like in contract stage with right now. I can't release, but that my goal was to have seven figures, um, coming in in that business when the first calendar year. And I, when I sign this deal, it'll be there. Are these primarily like health, fitness, wellness companies? Or are they all over the place? All? Really? So, okay. so I'll give you an example. I did a full branding package. Um, a new layout for a guy that uh, has an out- outdoor kitchen company that does four or five million a year down North Carolina. Like I take on companies like that all the way up to your blue chip companies. Like I help them with social media strategy, new site, uh, new branding, new logo, new, cause you know, building a brand that did as much sales. Um, in multiple brands, cause we built the Arnold brand, the fitness brand, um, you know, built kind of my own personal brand. So I, I really think I can do it for whatever genre. I don't think it matters. I think that I have a trained eye for logos for, for, um, you know, my team, John Fosco and I, we own it together and we have some guys that work with us. And so we come up with some really cool stuff for people. And what's the name of it again? Activate Media. Is it uh, activatemedia.com or? It is. Yeah. I'm going to go there right now as we talk. Yeah. Check it out. So we do some. We do some uh, cool services, man. It's outlined on the right side. We also have, um, you know, we write a lot of articles too. We have some interns that write articles just from an SEO standpoint. But we literally, we started this business out of John owned the biggest marketing company inside of the UFC. So when I did wow. literally millions and millions of dollars of advertising on the Octagon through the fighters, and that's how we got popular at Muscle Farm is John was my guy. And so when we both left our respective businesses at the same time, we called each other and said, man, we need to do something together because we worked so well together for six or seven years and moved a lot of product through the marketing. And so now, you know, we, we help launch video games. We help do, we help do all kinds of stuff, man. It's pretty cool. I love it. Yeah. I want to look more into that. So I've got a, and the one, one of the reasons I ask is my, uh, I don't know if Lowe's had told you about this or if you, I don't think I sent you anything to this prior to our uh, conversation, but I launched an e-commerce brand, a national brand with my wife 
nice. just this year, and it's called StilettoCoffee.com. Nice. So if anybody hasn't seen that, uh, it's an interesting story behind it. Like, actually, I'd love to get your uh, feel for the brand yeah. as well, because we're, we're really proud of the branding we've done. So we're the first and only coffee out there that's message and branding and purpose is marketed uh, and geared towards women and especially right. classy, sassy, driven, uh, you know, high class women who give a shit about the way they look, what they put in their body, mm-hmm. their, the, wh- how they taste. And a portion of the proceeds goes back to helping women like charities, micro loans, right. et cetera. Right. So like we are in the early stages of, uh, I guess really just about six months in mm-hmm. of to getting the brand and building traction through all the various content marketing and e-commerce, Heck yeah. and brand storytelling and influencer marketing and you name well, it. Well, that's all what we do, man. And I'll tell you that I'm the prime example of what I call unique content marketing. So like the, the content that I would create, you literally could not rip off because oh. it was so so unique to me because i i literally the the training protocols the the diet pro i've literally created like when you come to coreygfitness.com it's i created it i didn't just steal it off somebody like i learned from this you know amazing soviet uh this guy that learned all these soviet techniques and i mixed it with this guy that knew all these bulgarian techniques and then I, i learned directly from this like super og high fat diet guy and mixed it with an intermittent fasting guy i met like I've mixed things that maybe have done well on their own, but needed changed in a Corey G twist and, and then exp- not only just taught, but lived, lived to show you that they work, explained it, teach them. But so like the unique content I would put together is why it was really hard to rip me off, man. Right. Right. <clears throat> that's exactly. And that's and so- one of the things we're trying to do with this is because we've got some of uh, you know the most amazing coffee beans and we've got exactly uh, great taste and all that uh, other things but it's the, int- the intangible branding yes. and message and the story and everything else that we're trying to really stick out with and make a an impact that you can't just duplicate it, that's the key dude i yeah. honestly think that was the proof that was the like i used to sit in boardrooms with guys that had cornell degrees built decent sized businesses that used to just freaking hate me man Really? And I'll be Why honest, because I was the intangible. Yeah. And because I'm the guy with abs. Yeah. And I'm the guy that built a bigger company than them. Yeah. I'm telling you, I got a lot of hate, bro. I still get it. <laughs> and you know what? I just laugh and go, look, there, there's like, I'm a grinder. I know what I want. I'm passionate about it. You can't change it. Like, I, I don't always do everything right, but I'm like on fire constantly, man, because I just know what I'm about. And like, it's a confidence thing. Yeah, I know myself. I know why I'm supposed to be here. Like, in a, in I think people that have lacked their lack confidence and feel entitled like they don't like me honestly you know and that's that happens that's yeah you know it's, it's okay the, well, I don't haters, expect everybody right? to like me yeah I mean you know it's it, like they they either hate you because they ain't you yeah and I and I I don't really get caught up in it but I ran into it in that like boardroom world a lot dude really oh yeah that was, honestly I took myself off the board because of it. Wow. I said, you know what? I'll just stay in my lane. You guys can do this stuff. I got no interest in it because I'm not getting anywhere. No one's buying into the fucking muscle guy. I'm telling you. But they didn't realize I was probably responsible for a high percentage of the sales because of what I did. I know. I mean, the problem is you in content marketing, if you do other initiatives too, 
it's hard to like pinpoint exactly. There's a few things that um, in certain websites, certain content I did, I could really track. Like, you know, I did some stuff on bodybuilding.com that did like 12 million page views. And, you know, I could say, oh, well, I sold a million dollars in product on this stack because of this workout, like those type of things. Yes. But like, you know, loyalty, long-term buyers, unique, uh, you know, new buyers because of content, like it's hard to track all that stuff, but I'm telling you, it's extremely important. And I really think I can do it for anybody, no matter what it is, just because I just got a real feel for that, the editorial calendar, what people want, the engagement. It's a pretty unique skill set, I think. I love it. Are there any uh, specific tactical things that you think people listening who are trying to do something similar can do? Yeah, I think you got to really be you, man. Like, I think that... Authenticity. Yeah, the authenticity is always the key. Like, I'm not is concerned if the lighting's perfect if my message is right i'm not concerned that your mom might not like it if i'm a, a guy who yells at the 12th rep of 315 to a catcher stance like i'm just doing what i do and if you like it that's awesome i don't give you like an ultimatum like if you're not this way you can't do it you know I, i'm just like look these are the things that have worked for me this is the way i do it i live with passion i'm kind of a maniac i'm a different person in the gym like Today was max reps every Wednesday for the last four weeks on the program at Core G Fitness. We just load 315 up and we just take it to the bucket, dude. And, and huh. we go, against, we go against each other. That That's dude cool. got 13. I'm going to try to get 14. Like and we do that. For, <laughs> and we do that for three sets and we're hooting and hollering and got gangster rap and we got crazy. But that's what it takes, like that uncomfortable craziness, no matter what you do, they call it the dark place. Like you got to go to that dark place sometimes to really get things over the hump. And so I think the gyms help me with a lot of that, man. And I just know there's always a solution. And if I just keep grinding, I can get through it. And there's always one more rep. And it just, yeah, man, that's the way. So I'm just real authentic, bro. And I think that's the other problem is some people want to change the way I am. And I I just won't. That's good. That's yeah, awesome. I'm, not will, I'm not willing to, you know I mean? I, you know what? I talked to Eric. I'm a really good, I'm a fan of Eric Thomas's and became a friend of his, the uh-huh. speaker. Yeah. And he told me um, that CJ, his business partner came to him and was like, Hey, so-and-so wants to pay you 50 grand, but they, uh, they want you to wear a suit. And he said, yeah, I'm not doing it. <laughs> yeah. I'm not and doing it. And you lost me. Yeah. He said, I'm not doing it because I wear my unleashed t-shirt or the whatever one he reps with his hat and he likes to wear Jordan's. In basketball shorts, yeah, and Michigan State stuff, and that's just the way it is. And if you don't want that message and that fire, go get another dude, right? And he just straight out flat, no. And he said at that point, fifty G was a lot of money to him. It isn't now, but it would have been at that time. And mm-hmm. so I love that about Eric, and and that and that's really kind of the way I am. And and join a real gym, old school gym, like my gym's a nineteen seventies throwback. That's part of the reason wow. why Arnold liked me. Because he came to my gym before and realized, like, I'm a real weightlifter. Yeah. You know, it's not all about the, the pretty, perfect gym. Nothing uh, like that. Stuff. It's, it's, it's dirty and raw yes. and real. and It's real. It's literally joinarealgym.com. Really? Yeah, that's great. I swear to you. <laughs> like, I want to go there right now. Yeah, join right. a real gym, you pussy.com. Yeah, yeah. Let's see. My show, I can say it. Yeah, cool. Uh, you can too, but I'm... <laughs> Talking listeners, cool. I love it. Really yeah, I mean, it. so old school gym is it's a cool brand. We sell actually sell clothing all over the world. Mm-hmm. It's just really raw. The picture that you first see when you come up is actually my high school weightlifting partner. We own it together. Oh, that's great. So we've been doing business together since we we literally were in the gym at seventeen. Going, man, it'd be cool to own a gym someday. 
Right. Exactly. How many so, people? Yeah, I got a kind of off track question, but I'm just curious mm-hmm. about this. Something mm-hmm. I'd written down a minute ago. Um, how many people are on your team right now? Like with your business? Cause I know you've shifted some things up and, mm-hmm. um, um, so was- we've got, uh, probably five on the media side uh-huh. and about four to five on the gym side. Nice. And cool. so nothing crazy, Keeping pretty small, small and nimble. And you know what? I, I look at, I look at Corey G fitness as a family owned business. My mom does customer service cause I didn't want her to have her gig anymore. She's, yep. she loves it. She's got my, my, you know, my wife does the billing like from the, like, you know, the bit, the, the just getting everything prepared for the accountants and everything on the activate media side. We have a COO that takes care of everything cause we got some bigger numbers going on in that. But I mean, they're both doing really well. They both run pretty lean. And honestly, man, we're, we're selling like our, what we've done for 15 or 20 years. Like we just know it. Like, I'm not going to pee down my leg. If I look over your branding, like if I can help you, I would say, man, I really think this, this or this, like if it's, if it's awesome, I tell you it's awesome. Yeah. Like, you know, so it's like the things that we're doing, we love it. The content we're doing, the podcast, the audio books, like all this stuff is just so fun, man. Like I just feel like I'm still grinding, but it's just different now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, I do. So what's a nut you're trying to crack in your business right now, whether it's a, uh- a new skill set you're trying to learn, a person you're trying to hire, a strategy you're trying to master, uh, anything like that, just or uh, issue you're trying to overcome. Cause this is where so, maybe myself yeah. or some of my listeners could be like, dude, I got a solution. So I just did, we do activate dailies on our YouTube on the activate media YouTube. And I talked about one yesterday that was, I'm always optimistic. I'm always talking about, you know, half glass, half full. I was like, I did just a page on what I'm bad at. I love that. Like I just, I have, a, I honestly still carry around a regular notebook and write in it all the time, like OG style. And I just, I so just, wrote I have down, three of them. <laughs> yeah. I just wrote down, this is what I'm bad at. And if I'm doing something in any of these multiple streams I got at this point, that's in that wheelhouse, I'm going to ask for help, which is the most powerful word in the English language yeah. to some degree, or I'm going to hire somebody to do it. I'm not, or and if, if it's, I can get a little better at it, I will. But some things I'm just not really good at. I'm really good at, or I, I think I've done a good job of identifying the things I feel like I'm really good at and I just crush them. But these other things, man, they, they, re, I really struggle with them. And, and I also did that for me inside the gym too. Cause that's, that's part of me. Like it's my hobby. It's my business. It's everything. Like what am I weak at in the gym? What do I need to work on daily? What do I need to get better at? What if I want to reach the goal of being a master's games CrossFit guy in 2019, which is completely different than what I do now. What do I have to work on to get in, you know, this, this exercise, that mobility, that like I broke myself down. I think it was really helpful exercise. That's awesome. I love it. I'll go check that out and read that too. Cause I've also, I've been really forthcoming on my podcast and with other people talking about the things that I uh, hate, the things that I suck at, my weaknesses. I've probably done almost every business model that you Mm -hmm. can think of. And I've failed spectacularly at some of them and one spectacularly at some of them and through the process of elimination i started to find you know my big weaknesses and and strengths and it's you know i'm 42 years old and it's taken mm-hmm. me a, a while to really kind of understand myself and uh capitalize on the areas i can and then um and then uh what do i want to say like just you know reach out for help and yep. whether that's hire partner buy or whatever the areas that i'm weak at as opposed to just Totally improving those. Yeah. I mean, it's key, man. You got to constantly be working on yourself to, it's just like the gym. If the weakness is exposed, the chain's going to break, man. Like I'm trying to squat 600 pounds. 
I've got to know out of all that chain, lower back, hamstrings, glutes, hips, like what's my weak chain? You know what I mean? You got to break yourself down like that in the gym and out of the gym. I think it's important. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Cool, man. So where, uh, if people want to get more information on you, where do they go? Send them in some directions. Yeah, man. I think, honestly, I think there's so much value in coreygfitness.com for $8.99 a month. And I'm constantly finding a way to make even more value in there. I, I just think whether it's business, life, training, diet, you just need a change. You need some motivation in the gym. You need me to yell at your ass. I think that's a perfect way. Um, also, I would really highly recommend both books. The Mindset Manual has helped a lot of people. And the Entrepreneur Wantrepreneur, I think, will be, I honestly think, will be a lightweight type of viral audio book. I'm really excited about it. My, my partner, John Vosco, is a fiery dude who's done a lot of good business too. And so we complement each other really well in this book. And so I would look forward on iTunes soon and check out Activate Media um, for updates. That's it. Love it. Love it. Well, guys, go check this out if you've enjoyed this. I know I have. This has been really cool to get some of the insights on, you know, and not only the insights of the stories. I love some of the stories between Arnold and Tim. That's really, <laughs> really cool. And I'll definitely be checking out some more of your stuff and following you closely to what you're doing. Yeah, to my, thanks, Brad. Yeah, thanks. And if people want to follow you on social media, is it pretty easy to find you from the CoreyGFitness.com? Yeah. Just CoreyGFitness, everything, all across the board. Perfect. Uh, well, once more, man, thanks a lot to all my listeners. If you've liked this, share it. And if you have any questions uh, about your business, your life, what you're doing, and you don't know where else to ask for help, you can always shoot me an email to askbrad at baconwrapbusiness.com. I mean, if you're not, if you're not scared to share <laughs> with me your, uh, your problems, et cetera. I mean, I've actually helped, you know, quite a bit of people, but you know, you have to, you have to ask, you have to put it out there. You have to ask for help. You have to ask for, a, a, you know, more resources and you have to ask what, you know, what nut you're trying to crack in your business. Cause I've always believed that, you know, the biggest difference, and you mentioned this, Corey, between people who get help or, you know, have success and don't are the ones who aren't afraid to admit they don't know everything, ask for yep. help when it's needed, uh, and either go learn something or, Take a, you know, leapfrog and buy it. But, mm -hmm. you know, that could be advice sometimes. Just depends. But as I said, I'm here for you. If you have any questions, ask Brad at baconwrapbusiness.com. And, uh, Corey, man, it's, it's great to meet you. Hope to stay in contact. Absolutely. And, uh, to everybody else, subscribe if you aren't, review it if you haven't, and I will see you on the next episode. What? <laughs> <laughs> All right, brother. Talk to you soon. And hey, thanks, Brad.